I said, what you know about it? It's the stew, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stew, baby. And the room a lot. Is pudding a more... Cause we, I don't know. I think gravy's the fattest like thing. Yeah, we've talked about this before. We can start the pod right now. Like a, yeah. a mustard stain on a skinny guy is just kind of like, oh, like I had mustard and had accident. But a fat guy with mustard on his shirt is so funny. <laughs> and he hasn't had mustard in like three months, you know? Like, it's just somehow he got mustard on what himself. A, what, a, what about a mustard chin? Mm. <laughs> mustard chin stain because that could like be like three days old he just didn't it. wash that area quite well chin enough. stain chin yeah. sounds stain. bad because yeah. who like here like, man a like how often stain. you really go in on like the chin exfoliation yeah, yeah. yeah. you could get lost especially uh, with a beard like being well. a bearded man <laughs> <laughs> you ever find food in there uh Genuine yes, question because I can't yeah, grow one. Yes, I have. I have. Yes, uh, have I, don't, I don't particularly save it for any reason, mm-hmm. but you know, I found something there, and if it's not too old, I'm not afraid to eat it. It's, <laughs> I was eating it earlier. It's, it's in my beard. You know? Yeah, you know so, what? You know the ecosystem that's going on in, yeah, inside of that I, face I, forest. I, I bathe every day. Are you recording already? We are recording. Uh, I hope so. No, guys, we've got my bathing habits on <laughs> on record. You guys like Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the stew. You're listening to my food podcast. My name is Jason Stewart. As always, our guest. You're not a guest. As always, our co-host, Chris Chang. Say hello. Hi, Jason. Hello. We're on episode seven, and today luckiest we have luckiest number. We have, yeah, luckiest number in the pod game. It's also num- the number of the heaven of the guy who molested children. <laughs> Nope, we're not what? going there. What, 7th Heaven? <laughs> oh, yes. Very relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's kind of old now, I guess. It's still real. I mean, it doesn't It doesn't have a place on a food podcast. They eat food on that show. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, yeah, whatever. What happened to the the 7th Heaven dad guy? Uh, I don't know, but every every network pulled it. So everyone else on that show is really mad. No, I'm unfamiliar. What happened with they the They don't seven? get residuals. Well, was well, that the Nathan uh, Scott for, show? First off, our guest today is Nate Day. He's, Hi, Nate. He's an old friend of mine uh, from the DJ world. Yeah, and now one of my he's, first buds out here, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He moved, when he moved here from Philly to L.A., how long ago was that? Uh, it was 2007. 2007. So we coming up on eight years. 2007. Yeah. yeah, 2007. Now he's in the juice game and natural food game. and Heavy juicing, yeah. Heavy juicing. It's crazy, though. That's a game. We might get into... <laughs> it's serious. It's yeah. serious in the streets of Los Angeles. Yeah, juicing Angeles. is a game. Cold-pressed juicing is not a game. No. It's a lifestyle. It's uh, not a crime, either. It's not a crime. Hopefully, we'll get into some conspiracy theories, some other trippy behavior that goes along with natural eating. Everything is... On Walla brought down the two towers world. on 9-11. It's an encompassing world. <laughs> the third tower. It's all about the third tower. Nobody talks about the third tower. Uh, Five uh, o'clock. Yeah. Five uh, o'clock sus. Are you going to get pulled because of all this? No. Right. This is, what, I, this is what America's talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always thought that... Because uh, when I grew up um, in Orange County, and I, I, I became vegetarian and vegan at a fairly early age around like 14 or so okay you want a medal or something <laughs> I, I was eating uh, otis spunkmeyer chocolate chip cookies in icet berks county pennsylvania 
What's the difference? Not a lot of vegetables. What's the difference between iced tea and ICT? ICT is a very specific brand local to Reading, Pennsylvania. Really? Uh, costs about thirty cents for a little cardboard carton throughout okay. high school, and there's enough sugar and caffeine from that instant tea that it keeps you going all day. Wait, wow. it's like a yeah. tea bag. Like an no, 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 no. It, it, it's so it looks brewed. like a juice it's box. Already, it's already, okay. Exactly. It's a juice box full of tea. You can get it in a carton as well. Okay. But, you know, well, I've never often heard of referred that. to as Berks County crack. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just something that rots your teeth out, gets your heart moving, you know. But for some reason, you might feel like you're being healthy because you're drinking tea and not Not soda. at all. It was not even okay. a thought. So in my nobody, mind. there was, everybody knew what no, they were getting it, into. It, it, I mean, it's just, you just don't care. It was like Capri Sun with caffeine. You're, ironically enough, it's a farm rich community Mm -hmm. with very little thought on nutritional value of your food. I. Classic America. Classic Classic America and. Cash crops. As I just finished my road, my culinary road trip across America, leave from New York back to LA. One thing I noticed a lot is that the the farmland areas of the rural Midwest and South and whatever else have the worst access to actual farmed food. That's because they're all cash crops. All the corn grown in America is for like corn syrup and stuff. That's that's where you, now you want to get into the conspiracy yeah, theory. No, We're gonna no, no. dive right in, let's but that, 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 that's that's where you get into uh, you know government farm subsidizing. That started to help farmers, but actually ended up kind of undercutting the whole farm economy because people are growing the you know easiest thing to make some money on. Therefore, right. we have an abundance of corn, mm-hmm. and that's and you know why basically it's ending up in most people's food in forms of dextrose, high fructose corn syrup, all sorts of other things that people don't realize that they're getting these particular corn products mm-hmm. when it's basically synthesized corn sugars, right? You know? um, and then a lot of that corn actually also goes for ethanol. Even though we don't use much ethanol, it's kind of like a American illusion that we're somehow supporting, you know, a diverse energy source. But really, it's uh, so that's so people are saying we're using this corn to make ethanol, but we're not really using it for anything. I mean, it's just people aren't using ethanol. Even if they are using it for ethanol, it's just not really many people. Ethanol is not making a huge dent in the, you know, energy system. Right. You know. For the amount of land that we're using to take up, more people are even are using ethanol to get drunk on than they are to power their car. Literally, probably with you know, you know, we're talking about what you're using to put in beers and all that stuff, probably you know, and alcohols, and just what's in your food. I'm I'm sure it's yeah. uh, We could. I'm not an expert in farming. I'm learning Mm -hmm. more as I go, but it, it seems to me like you know we could have more, you know, lettuce farms and things like this. Things that you know, I, I. Growing up in a farm area, it, it seems like we could have had more locally grown foods. Not maybe not all year round. Obviously, you know, you're dealing with seasonal, uh, you know, deficiencies with light and heat and things like that, which you need to grow plants. But you know, for most of the year, it seems like we could have done better in in raising some food that we could actually eat locally. You know, we you do go to the the roadside stand, mm-hmm. um, and there is access in the grocery store. But when you just look at the total land usage, as what mm. you're saying, just as an observational point, yeah, you know, it, it, to the eye, it definitely. Seems well, like I, you're I using think more land. my observational point was maybe they have the food there, but just nobody wants to eat it because 
they consider those vegetables to be like vegetarian crap or hippy dippy whatever it might be it, for it, for it, nowadays like because like you if you look in their refrigerator there's a bag of carrots from Walmart and there's a bag of lettuce salad mix from Walmart that they're eating because they feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing to get health healthy ingredients in yeah. your diet but it's just nothing I mean, if 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 you're already taking the steps to have some lettuce and some carrots in your fridge versus you know stopping at McDonald's on your way home, I applaud mm -hmm. you. Okay, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people, uh, it's a step in the right just, direction. Just find it hard to make that decision. I was there myself. I you know when I when I lived in Philadelphia, I ate a lot healthier than I did when I first moved here. Ironically enough, in Philadelphia, there's not a lot of fast food. There's more mom and pop places. The fast food is kind of you know in route for people that are commuting and things like that but mm -hmm. in the neighborhoods it's more you know pizza shops and things like that right uh but i was always fortunate enough randomly i always lived a couple blocks from a whole foods and also worked in a pretty healthy place so um when i moved here uh, my money was a little bit tighter and there were so many more options <laughs> carl's jr uh you know jack in the box all things that we've never had in pennsylvania mm -hmm. and it was just really accessible and the world you know, was your oyster yeah. here oh, and it's just again now my focus was shifted i kind of i kind of did this stuff as a what's that <laughs> the world was a quarter pounder <laughs> yeah right oyster. yeah it was a dollar menu double cheeseburger is what it was yeah. to make double when they actually took away your second piece of cheese those cheap bastards <laughs> <laughs> but point being again it wasn't even my focus i was here to make music and i was here to focus on that stuff so you know uh my health was really became secondary it was it, i would wake up drink a lot of coffee just did what i was having to do to kind of make music and do that so health for me became secondary um, and also for, being for in the dj music. world you spend a lot of time going out getting drunk late nights eating i'm, I'm not burritos. a huge drinker but okay. you know uh i am a medical marijuana supporter mm -hmm. so that also leads to late night del taco runs and things <laughs> like that um you <laughs> it, there, there was a time. There was a time. You know, For listeners at home, he has a very large beard. <laughs> um, yeah, it, but but the, but the point being, for me, uh, you know, it was that's it, difficult. It was difficult to make those healthy choices at first, and and the more you get used to doing it, you know, uh, it, it just became natural. And it just became a, a thing to do. Exactly like on a random Tuesday night, you know, we're back in Philadelphia. I wasn't. You know, on a Tuesday night, I was working more of a nine-to-five type of job, you know, um, and there's just not quite as much. There's always stuff going on, but in Los Angeles, there was always, it was just exciting. When I first moved here, I was exciting. I got wrapped up in it. I was only in school, you know, a lot of really fun things, and it was the kind of, uh, it was a big year, I think, in music. You know, you were, you yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah. You were, you were a huge part of that, you know, so uh, going out at the end of the night after a night at Cinespace or LAX or any of those nights, like that was a huge part of the culture because that's when you got to actually get to know the folks that you, you break were bread out with literally, or you break tortilla <laughs> <laughs> or, or Chinese food. Yeah. You, you, you go and you bond and you talk about your, your, uh, your ladies, how you did with them and the music and make, meet new friends and all that stuff and cutting tunes, new production techniques. Sure, talking shop. Yeah, and it takes a while to to get into the groove in a, in a city and figure out how to eat correctly. And a lot of people, most people, don't ever do that, unfortunately. But you've figured out 
a way to do that eventually. My way, I, I've been blessed with a lot of mistakes that put me on a path that I got to learn a lot from. Um, at first, like I said, I didn't really have, I didn't have a nine to five here, so it was the nightclub thing. Um, then I had to get a job eventually, and I was working at Jamba Juice. And it's not the healthiest <laughs> thing. In the, it's not juice it's not, journey starts. <laughs> yeah, it actually started in Pennsylvania before, kind of by John Baduce, because the place I worked at in Philadelphia was inspired. A gentleman came to California, saw John Baduce, recognized there was nothing like that in Pennsylvania, and basically brought it to Pennsylvania with an addition of soup, salads, and some things for you know the winter time when mm-hmm. people weren't looking for juice and smoothies in particular. What was this place called? It was called Amazon Cafe at first, and then it changed its name to Raindrop Cafe. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. dangerously close to a Californian institution. <laughs> totally, uh, but it was it was an amazing experience. But then coming here, starting with Jamba Juice, it was just it was a stepping stone for me. Um, that it's is, not, it's, not, that is the, it's not the healthiest thing, but mm-hmm. where I was coming from, from just drinking coffee every morning and, and doing that DJ lifestyle where mm-hmm. I really wasn't even eating that many vegetables, you know, really it was a lot of meat, a lot of fast food, a lot of quick food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, not a lot it, of people can say they started their cold press juice journey at Jamba Juice. It, it was interesting. I got to learn a lot about corporate America. <laughs> uh, I got to learn a bit about juice, a lot about corporate America, and a lot about the way um, your business changes when you kind of, in my opinion, lose sight of what you start your business for in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, like and- Hooters. <laughs> I think they're still in the pocket. I think they're... <laughs> they used to be about family. <laughs> and now uh, owls. It was literally an owl place, yeah. right? It, it was, was, yeah, it was, it was about... A pla- it was a place for birders, I think. It was That's owls. Hooters... <laughs> the owls are Hooters because they hoot, right? And now uh, look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like that, that maybe Starbucks is probably on that same path where you start as a coffee shop and now it's a place to get Wings. Milkshakes. <laughs> pumpkin milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. Or and 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 a great buffalo wing. Yeah. But and John Baduce is the same thing where you would when they first opened, I remember going to John Baduce and it would be the only place where I can go get a wheatgrass shot and like a smoothie that I thought was good for me and may have been good for me at the time. Was that in LA or in Orange County? This was in Orange County. Yeah, the this I mean, same to me. I'm I'm from, you know, the border of LA Orange County. There's not like I, I bet if I went back today, there's not like a cold pressed juice place still. Mm-hmm. Like for the suburbs, even of like you know L.A. or New York or Philly, like Chicago, I'm sure even like large cities, like Jamba Juice is as healthy as it's still gonna get. Yeah, we're on the tipping point right now, mm-hmm. and, and and like I said, there's I'm I love it all. I love it all. For me, I didn't come right from drinking Coca Cola and eating fast food and tasty cakes to mm-hmm. cold pressed juice. That's not right. my story. I'm not, I don't pretend it to be, mm. you know, and I don't think. And we don't want it folks, to be. <laughs> America doesn't want it to be. Because I don't think that's a lot of people's story either. You know, the people no. I want to reach out to, the people that, you know, it means a lot for me to reach out to is the people that, you know, are lacking information like I was. Lacking the information. Uh, eating a diet that was giving me all sorts of indigestion, thinking that, okay, if I have some Tums, like, this is a solution for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I found for me, uh, you know, green juice and a steady diet that's primarily 
alkaline is a much better solution to indigestion than eating horrible food and trying to have some tums or some tums on yeah. top. <laughs> now it's nutritional yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Nutritionally, yeah, good good uh, B12 supplement for anybody that's thinking about going vegan or vegetarian. Uh, that's one thing they always talk about with uh, you know is is a B B vitamin supplement. So you can either do a B12 shot or uh, you know nutritional yeast is a good little uh, also cheese type supplement. Have you ever snorted B12? <laughs> Never snorted it. Never <laughs> snorted it. Me neither, it. but uh, at the office I work at, we have vitamins, and at the bottom of a of a tub of B12, there's all this B12 powder. Mm-hmm. The, the B12 my, shake, as they call yeah, it. Yeah, none of my coworkers would do it with me. And I, I, I would, I, this is going to this is gonna put me in there, but I would do a B12 nummy before I would snort it. I'm really? just going <laughs> to throw it out there. Right. I'm just gonna, <laughs> we don't know what nummy means. Could you no. tell? What's the yeah. nummy? <laughs> Man with beard? You would have to learn. Look, Google search. For our listeners at home, a nummy is when you... Careful, Jason. Your mom's listening. It's when you take a powder... That is what uh, kind of powder, Jason? All any kind of powder. It doesn't have to be an illegal drug. I mean, you could do a an emergency nummy. Basically, you take a powder that's dissolvable by uh, saliva in your mucous membrane glands of your mouth, and you just rub it on there, and then it goes into your bloodstream. So, have you guys ever snorted or numbed anything that wasn't an illegal substance? Like, have you ever done an emergency nummy? No. In junior high once, I snorted a bunch of salt because someone was going to give me $20. And I got a gnarly bloody nose because obviously. yeah. And then I got $20 on a bloody nose. Not bad. That's not worth it. Sort of. I don't know where that $20 is anymore. It was so long. I know, like... Um, hopefully, hopefully you haven't spent it yet. <laughs> yeah. That could have well, yeah. accumulated quite a bit of interest in this amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, kind, kind of along those lines... I've I've been trying to get into the habit of eating raw garlic. Okay. Just straight straight away. Do you swallow great, it or great, do you chew it? Great to kill pe- uh vampires. Yeah. Uh, uh girls. Like bacteria in your intestine pathogens? Is that what what yes, is there's a word that's escaping me and I was just doing a cleanse to do it last week. Farts? No. <laughs> when I eat garlic, that's what escapes probiotics. me. No, Back- probiotics. Probiotics are amazing and those gonna, are good. They're gonna help your your, your all your Well, I, I've issues. I've been taking I'll just take a Parasites. Parasites, Parasites is the P word I'm looking for. That's the word you were looking that's for. That's the million dollar word I'm looking for, and it's actually a huge thing that is a, a lot of people just issues with. And especially like Joanne, my ex wife. Especially and this is and this is a thing that, you know, <laughs> As a prop, prop, maybe Joanne, I'm not familiar with her, but uh, I'm assuming, unless she's done a parasite cleanse, she probably has them. Um, Millions bas- of them basically, growing you in know, your body. Uh, we used to do things like these, uh, you know, castor oil cleanses and things like this. Uh, you know, our grandparents would do it to get rid of worms. People would always just talk about worms, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, we, we kind of don't do that anymore. I've never done that in my life. No. Um, and- I, yeah, worms nowadays or and parasites are kind of a don't ask, don't tell. It's kind of like you just don't talk about it. You don't do it. And it just kind of gets swept under the rug. You don't want to know about yeah, it. What's going and, on? And there's a lot of good research. Or it gets that's dragged going. on the rug. <laughs> like do- or like dogs. your skin. Yeah, it's know, like, you know, you put it off. But uh, basically, it, 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 people that are eat meat and people that don't eat meat are all susceptible to it. Especially people that are vegetarian and especially people that are raw. 
because you're not doing anything to cook or kill the pathogens that are on your vegetables. Mm-hmm. So you're actually more susceptible to those type of things eating a raw vegetarian diet. So really? in, in many ways, eating vegan is you know amazing for you, but in that way, you're opening yourself up to to these type of parasites, mm. um, as well as you know there's parasites in, in all sorts of meats. But yeah, no, red uh, meat has a lot of that going on. Red meat, pork in particular. I've heard some bad stories okay. about pork. Uh, ask your friend Jesse Rose about his pork story. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but basically, you know, there are things that we can do to natural ways that we can get rid of these parasites. And, uh, you know, it helps everything clear up your so liver. So what, what exactly are these parasites doing inside of our bodies that is harming us? They're basically doing everything from... You know, not letting, allowing you to absorb your nutrition well enough to, mm-hmm. to basically, there's also another parasite called Candida that lives in your body to, to basically, Sounds uh, Italian. It does. It like, does. No, 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 you want, you want, you want, I've nice, heard of uh, some pasta dish. I've, candida. Candida before, I've heard yeah. of a couple thoughts having uh, that. A clam Candida. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clam Candida. <laughs> a little breadcrumb sprinkle. A little butter, a little Parmesan. Yeah. But but this <laughs> this one in there is actually it's good at first. It's in there to kind of help any extra sugars that are floating around your system to to, to go in there and eat them up. Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, when your body is too taxed with especially with extra fats, because when your body processes sugar, it basically uh, goes through your lower intestine, out in your bloodstream, and then. Uh, it gets transmitted into the cell as glucose, and when you have too much fat in your body, it's not. It doesn't like get into the cell. It's not. If, it's not energy efficient. Okay. If, if you were, you have blockage. Exactly. You need to clean out the filters. Uh, so basically, what happens is, um, you know, your body starts to release insulin to basically your your insulin is that carrier to take the glucose into the cell. So when your insulin's now your insulin's working extra to get the sugar into the cell. That's why people then have the high spike in insulin. That's why have a problem with diabetes mm-hmm. um, and, and other other blood sugar issues, um, hypoglycemia being one of them. But uh, basically, then the the candida is there to basically help any of these sugars that are not getting into the blood uh, to be eaten up, so they don't just basically just float around your system. But then when you it's too blocked up. You have too much sugar, too much candida, and then you just have lots of issues because then your body starts craving more and more sugar because now all this candida that's floating around your body wants to live. Mm. And it creates all sorts of inflammation, all sorts of mucus. I've uh, you know, had a lot of different mucus issues because I was a huge ice cream eater. I could sit down and eat a pint of Ben & Jerry's like it was my job, like, they were giving, like I had stock in the company. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pastime of mine. Mm. Um, and one of the things I dealt with and still deal with just on a way lesser issue is mucus issues, Mm. you know? Um, and it just was really, it's just kind of nasty, you know, and it, it, it it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. So, you know, basically having a lower fat sugar is okay, but if it's coming from fruit sugars, processed sugars are definitely never the way, but, Mm -hmm. uh, basically the way your body processes fruit sugars, you know, uh, it takes longer to process them. So you're not, uh, getting the heavy insulin spike as you would, uh, from having basically, uh, white processed sugar. It's the same, right. We're talking about the Nomi earlier. It's the same basic principle (laughs) as, as a guy who's in the Andes mountains chewing on a, a cocoa leaf to get those medicinal benefits of the cocoa leaf versus, you know, when you've now cut cocaine up and Kelly. and uh <laughs> and, and just made this uber uh active 
you know, synthesized white powder, mm -hmm. you know, because it's basically just boom, hitting your system, being right. very effective at what it does, you know, and the same thing goes for white sugar. You want those, you want those fibers and the thing and the other things. You want a little foreplay. Exactly. Take a show. Take exactly. it slow, sugar. Exactly. That's, that's a little bit of a tongue twister. Take your time. Take your time. And you also, so that's when you get in a little bit of, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's good. So Paul Dean's foot. <laughs> Where is it now? Paula Deen's foot. Paula Deen. Oh. Did she get her know. foot Where removed put... from diabetes? She's gonna. She's fitting to. <laughs> She's fitting to do it. Fixing She's fixing to. to. Yeah, there we go. There's some southern lingo. Like There's my dad. My dad's from the south. Yeah. Whatever. So, uh, so gar. So back to the garlic eating because of this. <laughs> wow, where gar have we Garlic's gone? great because it does uh, help cleanse parasites. So and, the, and I and I always wondered if that was always kind of the reason why we even talk about vampires and that type of thing. Anyway, if that was kind of a, uh. just got my mind thinking uh. one night. You know, if that was kind of an old uh, vampires you know, are type, parasitic. Type, type of allegory. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to help people understand that you know, hey bud, eat some garlic. You know, they're not going to go into the depths of why the you know they didn't maybe even understand the, yeah. the depths of what was going on with the parasite. Nobody really did. But they understood that if you ate the garlic, you start feeling better. The bags under your eyes, the the you know color, discoloration under your eyes, that type of stuff coming from blockages in your liver and your kidney, um, that type of thing is what causes a lot of these blood and. Um, just flow issues in your body. Does the garlic have to be raw? I've I, medicinally, I think. It's, I think you have I think more so, benefits yeah. raw. Definitely. I mean, you can you can almost. I mean, I mean, well, cooked I, garlic I, I, isn't going to hurt, but it's not going to be nearly as effective. Right. There's there's a lot of um, what people say. Like, you know, if you take a shot of wheatgrass and it's, you find it really nasty, it's probably because you have a high level of toxicity. Oh. Uh, things that are working in your body to remove toxics when your body has them in there. It, uh, you know, it, it kind of rejects it. It's like, oh, that's kind of gross. So you guess why you kind of have to get used to it. That's why even my palate changed when I first got into health food and, and eat, you know, eating differently. My palate changed, you know. So at first things were not desirable, and all of a sudden, a couple of years later, they're very desirable. And now the things when I go back to what I ate, would even try to eat before, it's you know, it's like food that's on steroids. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just all those flavors with all the salt, all the extra processed sugar. It's literally kind of like steroidal food. It's kind of really pumped up in ways that if you know you didn't use those things, it definitely would not have that high potency of flavor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, the point being that the, 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 the raw garlic giving you that really bitter kind of gnarly sensation mm -hmm. versus a cooked garlic, you kind of already it intuitively tells me that you're having more of a medicinal sensation from the oh, yeah. raw garlic than you would from absolutely. You know, and, and there's all sorts of research that shows cooking food opens up different health benefits as well. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a believer in, you know, a diverse diet, you know, mm -hmm. filled with a lot of different good stuff. So sometimes raw dog, sometimes not. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of science and a lot of, history in eating for seasons you know what i mean so you want to eat raw more raw foods in certain times of year and you want to eat more cooked food other times of year some raw foodies will disagree with that um but you know Taoists and people in <laughs> people in asia have been living for hundreds of years for a long time that's kind of their flow and what they teach and um i'm reading a great book called the Tao of nutrition and it really speaks to that uh, seasonal eating eating with the yin and the yang of the yin, the yin and the yang of the seasons and with, you. Your, and with your body. Yeah, there's no, there's no G in yin. Thank you. Yin True. and yang. Uh, Asians know that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's talk about your, your main gig 
which is cold pressed juices juicing and ju- juicing in general i know that it's very popular right now in a lot of places mainly la new york bigger cities and maybe not in the rest of the world but juicing as a whole is very popular and it's a thing that a lot of people seem to have some questions about or they they know it's good for you because that's what they've heard but they don't exactly know how or why mm-hmm. or what the difference between all the different kinds of juicing is and maybe why why it's so expensive and all that stuff so well, from the get go from the get go from the get go my <laughs> my initial question with that like you know with everything Jason was saying with like myths and stuff like if you get you know granted it's not a cold press but if I go to like a juicery in LA that has prepackaged juices mm-hmm. it starts with a p and it rhymes with stressed and it's called pressed mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they have nutritional effects on it mm-hmm. and you know the only real benefits that I see even like you know from a green juice it's it's vitamin you know a c some other things and then tons of sugar tons of carbs so like you know i i immediately lose the fiber of like eating you know a kale salad or having a kale smoothie mm-hmm. what are the benefits of me drinking a green juice there basically a a green juice and if it has any sugars and carbs it's mm-hmm. mostly because they're adding like, like a pineapple apple, juice yeah, or exactly. apple something like that um but then there's so, nothing so else is, there. So I kind of have to give you a two-part answer. Sure. Okay. So first off, just having juice in general without the fibers is basically, A, not a substitute for fiber. And people that are looking for it as a meal replacement, yeah, a little bit. But it's more should be kind of in between meals um, as a nutritional supplement. So what you're looking for and what you're getting from the cold pressed juice and juice in general is stripping out that fibers, allowing you to, to access those micronutrients in a more, uh, integratable way to your body. So your cells can achieve more integration in your body and make use of those micronutrients, those vitamins that you're talking about than they would just eating the salad, eating the salad and having all that fiber should always be a part of your regular, uh, regular diet and, and regular process. Um, but having that juice in there is just basically giving you, um, you know, a really easily accessible multivitamin in a sense. You know, instead of people eating a multivitamin where you're going to get about 5 to 15% absorption out of that, you can drink a green juice and get way more. Uh, I'm not sure the exact percentage, but I even know just on E3, you're going to, which is a, a blue-green algae, mm-hmm. live food, you're getting uh, upwards of about 90% absorption out of that because it has its own en- enzymes in there that's basically going to help its digestion right. in your body. So... That's basically you know, what you're getting, the benefits of having a, a green juice versus a salad. It's not, it's not an and, or it's not an or situation, it's mm-hmm. an and okay. situation. Um, and then the second part referring to the sugar and caloric content, um, in my shop in particular, the type of apples that we use are green apples. And basically the way green apples process sugar in your body is kind of like the way the old Doritos used to, uh, where they would just kind of bypass your absorption systems. <laughs> and, and, and green juice is Thank improving. you for putting that in Dorito terms exactly. for us. Uh, basically, it, it just your body doesn't absorb that sugar in the same way that you would basically any other types of, of apples. So... 
um, like Granny green, Smith's. Green, yeah, okay. th- those those green apples are specifically uh, okay for diabetics and um, people that are dealing with sugar issues, in particular. And that's illustrated mm. in the book, The Body Ecology Diet, which is talking specifically about you know eliminating sugars to fight candida. Um, so, so if I drink a green juice, it's not so much. I'm not looking so much for, you know, the vitamin C or whatever. You know, of course I am, but it's less that and more anything else like that I would get from an algae or like things that I'm not looking for is what I'm getting it from a juice. You're you're you're, you're getting everything f- that you would be getting from the salad, just amplified because uh, it's easier for your body to, to process absorb. it. Okay, yeah, sure. It. Okay, sure. so. Like I said, it's not a it's not an or situation. It's you know I uh, when I was uh, to put it nicely, when I was a little more backed up, <laughs> if you will, when I started on this journey, uh, you know I would I like to drink green juice like first thing in the morning. You know it really helps everything start the morning. You know, mm-hmm. um, but as I've kind of processed everything and got my and worked on my digestion um i'm I'm way more regular and in tune Mm -hmm. so now i like to wake up have some water i like to have like a little smoothie or something like that that has a little more fiber and i can absorb some fruit sugars faster in the morning because your body can use those fruit sugars quickly and and absorb because your body digests fruit really quickly so you can get those kind of fast uh you know fast acting good sugars in your body and good carbohydrates that are going to fuel your brain throughout the day and then you know maybe 10, 11 o'clock, then have a green juice, you know, then maybe through the afternoon, then maybe I'll have, you know, a little apple juice with lemon ginger. That's my, one of my favorites, you know. Um, I'm still working on a lot of liver kidney cleansing as well to get out all these extra sugars and these things that I'm still dealing with, you know. So I like I like lemon and ginger throughout the day. That's a nice, you know, flush and cleanse for me too. So now as, as, as my body's changes, I've worked on myself, I have to kind of intuitively work on like, okay, what's what you know every day? What's making the 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 car you know run the best? <laughs> mm-hmm. And the longer you do it, is it does it get easier resisting the foods that are bad for you? Yes and no. Um, there's been times when I went really clean. I went vegan for about 14 months, and when I got to the end of that. Um, through the cleansing process, I, I I got something kind of going on in my throat and kind of freaked me out. I was I got really sensitive to to um, citrus fruits when I, cause I was eating a lot of them in the morning, and I didn't really know what was going on. I went to Ron Tea Garden, spoke to some good people over there, experts in you know, Chinese medicinal uh, herbs and medicines, and I kind of wanted to go that route first before I went to the doctor because I kind of figured doctor would go an antibiotic route, which probably would work, but it's going to kill a lot of those healthy enzymes and healthy uh, microbes in my body that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to at least go a more holistic path first before I sure. went down that route. Um, and, you know, they kind of explained to me, yeah, this is kind of a symptom of, of cleansing, and, and you've been doing this for a long time now, and this is one of the last symptoms. When it gets to the lymph process, it's one of the last places where your body's processing out a lot of those toxins. So <clears throat> they got me on a little regimen. Um, but at that time, right before I went in there, I kind of got really resentful toward eating healthy because I never had any, besides digestive issues, I've never really had any physical manifestations of my toxicity mm-hmm. just in the, in the digestive realm, which it should be enough for anybody. But, you know, this kind of thing came up. And before, uh, you know, before anything, I kind of got resentful. And I was like, well, and I also started training more. And I was eating more raw than I had ever eaten ever. And I also kind of started to get a little lightheaded. Mm-hmm. On a more regular basis, I was 
doing a good job of keeping track of my calories, but not good enough job of keeping track of my calories. So I probably could have eaten more. Okay. Um, so it, it, it just the the more you dive into it, the more you got to dive into it, and that's kind of the weird thing about it. If if you never pay attention to it. You might live a healthy life. I don't know. My dad never had any issues, but he he just had to go to the hospital like last week for some heart issues. But he's never had them his whole life beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. All I know right. is the way I was going before, I started really feeling not so good. I started changing up simple things, and I started to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so every day I kind of have to work on that, but every day it still kind of brings up new issues. There's a lot of new um, food combining things that I get into and that re- there's research out there. So, uh, before I was just kind of gassy all the time. I didn't really attribute it to anything. I just kind of was a bloated, gassy indigestion. It just was always regular. It was just kind of part of normal life, mm-hmm. you know? And so now when it happens, it's like, Oh, Ooh, wait a minute. What did I do? And you know, sometimes oh. it's like, Ooh, I ate fruit too quickly after I had, you know, my lunch which might have been had some bread or something in it, you know. And so just having that fruit later in the day caused a different reaction because my body is a, a cleaner palate, if you will. Mm-hmm. So as you cleanse and detoxify yourself. You can um, pinpoint what's going on more easily. Exactly. By literally listening to your body. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's kind of that's the thing as you go is that it's, it's, it, not, it doesn't necessarily become easier. It just becomes kind of a way of life and you know there's times when i go off the rafters and I go, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it I, you know i went to fat sal's a couple times over the summer <laughs> okay know, and got a little cheesesteak you know i was reliving some philly moments with some buds mm-hmm. and you know after like the third time i went there i was like man this is why i stopped eating this food you know what I mean? And it was a quick remembrance of me. You know, I don't, I don't know if people in AA or things like that can remember <laughs> that type of off the wagon experience, but you get out there and you're like out there. Off and you're the like, wagon? Yeah, you're like, you get, you get that heartburn and you get that thing the next day and it's like, oh man, like this is like exactly what I stopped, why I stopped eating this way. Yeah, I, I, I found that luckily for food instead of like a drug addiction is that you can... Sometimes you need to hit that wall to remind yourself not to do that. Whereas with heroin, when you 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 can't just wake up the next morning and go to the gym and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to okay, yeah, no uh, more black tar." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no yeah. more. But yeah, like I, I found that 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 happens to me. Like I, I can go make two weeks living a very healthy eating lifestyle. I'm cooking all my meals. I'm eating a lot of vegetables. It's I'm doing a good job, and then one night I'll go out and get drunk and and eat Del Taco at mm-hmm. 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. and I wake up the next day, and my, I, I'm telling myself, okay, you can't do that. This is why you, you're going to feel shitty all day, and it's going to serve as a reminder to start eating healthy again. Exactly. Well, I feel like, I don't know, not that this is me mapping out my lifestyle, <laughs> but um, like it's not a conscious thing, but like during the week I eat very healthy just mm-hmm. because, you know... I, tr- I feel better when I eat healthy. Mm-hmm. And then on a Friday or Saturday night, I will do exactly what Jason just said. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, like I've trained myself now that it's like my week is penance for Friday. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I don't have that. Like my entire Saturday is not ruined because of it mm-hmm. in the way that it affects Jason. Well, do you think that's because you have a nine to five job? Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty regular though. And I've always been like, 
And and you know you know back to what you were saying about you know like uh, but when but when every day is a weekend for somebody like mm-hmm. if you don't have that Monday through Friday grind when and you're working for the weekend to let loose and have fun and eat foods that you would not normally eat maybe it's easier I don't know I would I would say first off never demonize yourself based on somebody else's. Yeah, Jason. My body is mine and your body is yours. So if 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 you're a person, let's let's just say you're a person that before you started this, you know, week long penance of eating healthy, let's say you're a person that ate junk food seven days a week. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you got it down to this two days a week, you know, point where Monday through Friday you're on a real strict point and then Friday, Saturday you let it go and it's not affecting you in a real negative way. No, I I I, you know, I'm not I'm not here to judge anybody. Could I'm be here, worse. I'm, I'm here to give people support and the experience that I've had. So, you know, if, if that's what's working for you right now, awesome. And then if a year you want to decide, you know what, on Sundays I want to feel really good too, you know, I'll be there with the juice for you. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> it's, it's all good. You know what I mean? Like I think loving yourself and loving your path is the most important part of the whole thing. And that's what eating healthy is, is like really about. It's about just like loving yourself, loving the, the earth and where you come from and respecting that bond for me. I love it. <laughs> Maybe I misspoke when I said penance. No, but I, I understand what you're saying. Though, and, I, and, and for me, that's where it was first too. When the first time, this was back when I was in Philadelphia. Um, again, you know, always eating relatively healthy, but never kind of putting it into an agenda. Um, but it just kind of being happenstance of the place I worked at. Um, but finally, uh, there came a time where me and a friend decided we were going to commit to going to the gym and really making this a, a, a commitment thing. And, uh, you know, so I did that same thing where it was like Monday through Friday, I'm strict, really strict. And then the weekend, let's go to Oregon diner, South Philly, like load up, you know, mm. and that lasted Cheat for day. me. Yeah, exactly. That lasted for me for maybe about two months, maybe not, probably not even that amount of time because, about a few months into it, I was like, wait a minute, like, I'm working so hard during the week. I feel so good during the week. Why am I putting myself through this, like, now, mm-hmm. you know? And eventually I kind of, at that point, you know, uh, I lost the taste for it for a while, you know? And, you know, I, 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 again, respect your path, respect where you're going. And, you know, if, if you want to do better, just recognize that if you did one meal better than you did yesterday, like, that's improvement. You know, hmm. and I think sometimes too many people get caught up on the fact that they had that one time Del Taco slip because they were drunk with their friends mm-hmm. and they let that manifest that resentment toward themselves and their own failure, perceived failure. They let that manifest into Del Taco for the next eight weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm uh, I don't deserve to like live the life that I set myself up for before I messed up that one time. Hear that, Joanne? <laughs> Shame spiral. Um, exactly. Eating exactly. feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, back to what you said with how you know your palate changes based on your diet. Uh-huh. When you eat Del Taco now, is it still delicious to you? I For listeners at I, home who don't know what Del Taco is, it's like a, I guess it's a Southern California thing, huh? Southern California Taco Bell. Yeah, uh, it's like a. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a. It's like a better it's church. It's a better version of Taco Bell. Yeah. It's regional. It's kind of like if Taco Bell was, was good. <clears throat> was I mean, it's still not good for you fast food, but it's it's better than Taco Bell. Okay, so. and it's in it's a very uh, stony marijuana friendly, drunk friendly 
cuisine. It's open twenty four hours. Open twenty four hour yeah. drive through. Not have, anymore. The the one on Sunset and Fountain, which are streets in Los Angeles, is closing <laughs> its doors. Did you hear about this? Oh, they had that a shooting. Is, that one's twenty four hours. It, yeah, it they, was before the they, shooting. They had a shooting. Thanks a lot, criminals. This is why we can't have nice things. I know. Yeah, you ruined This is why I live apple. right by a very quaint Del Taco that has no problems ever. I'm gonna. I used to frequent that in my Los Feliz times. Sure. Um, but Sorry. I. But uh, I guess. Yeah, so what happens? So to answer you, the question, I, I would. Or like when you go eat a Philly cheesesteak, what what happens in your mouth? At first, at first it's delicious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, because food is delicious, food plays to specific. Neurotransmitters in your brain. Yeah, it's like tied to nostalgia for me. Uh, yeah. Like that's my big thing with Del Taco is it was my favorite fast food as a child. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so so once I kind of gained more awareness about what was going on with the science of food and with things like MSG, the MSG kind of acts like a crack in your food. It makes you want it more. You know, um, I kind of realized that. Wait a minute, maybe I didn't really want that whole bag of Doritos. You know what I mean? Maybe it was the MSG in there that was playing kind of a trick on my brain that was, you know, making me want to eat that whole bag of mm-hmm. Doritos. Um, so I kind of take that same thought with food. Like we know that, you know, basically throughout thousands of years, it was our biggest struggle just to survive and not starve. So basically fruit being a high caloric food, the sweetness in it and the delicious flavor was an indicator for us that this food is going to keep you alive longer than that piece of lettuce. That piece of lettuce might have a lot of amazing minerals and things like that that are going to build bones and, and build you a stronger body, but it's not necessarily going to give you glucose and, and, and calories you know, that's going to be able to keep you alive for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but then the minerals is getting into where salt's important. You know? So basically now as we've evolved, now we have an abundance of all these things. And... So basically, you know, we as as food people, we know these things, and food scientists know these things. So when they create food, we know that okay, this food is bland. Boom, throw some salt onto it. You know, we're getting into a more evolved sense where people are using you know uh, Himalayan sea salts and things like that. But you know, uh, salt just brings out flavor. But your body, mm-hmm. your body wants those minerals. Those minerals are good for you because those bios help conduct electricity and also absorb and use water. So basically, your body wants salt and your body wants sugar. Um, but when we amplify those things, it becomes unhealthy for us because you know we you, you just can't have too much of a good thing. Basically, mm-hmm. is what the moral of the story is. So, uh, getting into modern food, I would sit down and probably really enjoy that del taco because it's going to play on that sensation of the salt from coming from the cheese and and the fats coming from the meat. That's this delicious flavor. Um, and so it's going to immediately kind of give me the, that sensation, you know. But then the next day, I'm going to feel that indigestion. I'm going to feel that discomfort. So for me, the the goal is on a day-to-day basis to make sure I'm getting those nutrients to which that um, I don't crave things as much anymore. You know, and I have very few cravings because my body is satiated with uh, minerals, with vitamins, uh, with enzymes that are making everything work. And, uh, you know, uh, with enough calories to survive, mm-hmm. you know, so when you take care of those needs, uh, the, f- the fix that you get from those other type of foods, it kind of is minimized and it's easier for me to recognize than the next day that detrimental effect. I think one of the reasons why I used to eat so much 
uh, ice cream is probably because I was probably calcium deficient, you know. Uh, so that was oh. the that was the one way that I would always, you know, that was the easiest way that my brain knew mm-hmm. to get calcium. <laughs> You know, mm. because I wasn't having a lot of greens and because the milk I was drinking my whole life was already cooked and all that stuff, all the good stuff was already cooked out of there. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so, you know, I, I was trying to get some of that, you know, and that, that, again, I haven't done it. And you got it. Test, test. I haven't done right. any tests on myself, you know. Uh, however, the more I incorporate the good things into my diet, the less I want those other things. So it just leads my intuition to believe that, okay, maybe I was just, there was something in there that my body was wanting and craving you know, hmm. and uh, and that's why I wanted that. Is what could be inside of Cheetos that my body wants? The MSG. Okay, that's the MSG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the notion of like you know, or the idea of, of ignorance is bliss. Do you think that now that you sort of have delved into the science of everything and broken it down, and you know, sort of thought out like. If I eat this piece of bib lettuce at four o'clock versus five o'clock, my body's going to react differently to it. Mm. <clears throat> Has eating become more enjoyable for you, or more because it seems like it consumes? You know, like maybe not physically, but in your mind, like you're constantly thinking about food in a certain way. Has it made food more enjoyable to you, or is it just like a survival thing now? Like I eat uh, this way, and you're talking about caloric values throughout the day, and yeah. you know, getting your certain set of minerals. Per day, like yeah. Monday versus Tuesday, you'll eat that's, differently. That's an awesome question because it's something I do struggle with. Um, at first, it was a need thing. Like I, I changed, I had to change my diet because like I needed to change my diet. I was waking up feeling ill. Sure, you know. Um, so as I got along the path, and as you start learning stuff, you know, it's really exciting. Like super exciting. When I first started going to Erewhon, like I would, I would vibe out. Like I would, I'd feel myself get energized, and I would, uh, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I love it, and, and it fuels me, you know. Um, but then you live in, you live in the world, and you know, for listeners, Erewhon is a very nice. Expensive health food store not, that uh, has not a lot of hot babes <laughs> <laughs> and like a bunch of grains that you've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. like a uh, it's like a more fine tuned Whole Foods. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it has a lot of babes. Um, and much like Whole Foods, <laughs> ripe with yoga pants, yeah. um, as far as I can see, everywhere. But you know, you, so so you live in the world, and not everybody eats vegan. Not everybody is healthy, and and you know. You start recognizing, oh man, like that that food has that stuff in it. You know, I want to avoid that, um, and it can become consuming. The the what I try to do is just focus on the positive changes that have come due to me changing my lifestyle. Um, it really easy is it's really easy to start demonizing everything around you. Like there's there's just as many amazing things in the world as there's bad. And when you choose to focus on like what your friend is eating, you know, because you want to help them, it, it can consume you. And then, and then when you look at it, and then it reflects in your life because you're like, man, like I would love to, like I wouldn't mind having a Snickers every once in a while. Like I used to like a Snickers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Two podcasts like, in a row, we were talking about Snickers bars. <laughs> I could eat a Snickers, you know. But but then but then your brain goes into it. It's like, oh, there's there's all that sugar that I don't I want. This is this is an or, there's an organic peanuts. And these aren't even raw peanuts. They're not even raw. They're not even sprouted peanuts. And, <laughs> and, and and the list goes on. You know what I mean? And 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 that's where. You you know, make a, a healthy version of a Snickers later. With that, that, and that, and they're out there, and they're yeah, out they're there, out and there. that, and that's the amazing part, and that's the inspiring part. 
you know, that we're starting to, we're, we're filling those voids. Um, but, but yeah, it, it does become difficult, but then, but then that's when you stumble and you're like, fuck it, man. And you go have the, for me, it was the fat sows and then you feel like shit and you're like, mm-hmm. well, like, what is the best, like, what, what's the best thing to do? Like, you know, and, and then you break it down and okay, that's not, that wasn't working for me. This works for me way better, way more of the time. So instead of worrying about like the fact that, you know, that there's that food out there that these people are eating that food or I want these people to eat that food or I want everything to be this idealistic age of Aquarius world, like, you know, uh, it's not there yet. So I can't, you know, demonize everything. I have to work within my bounds and I have to work with, you know, the decisions I make every day. And sometimes, uh, you know, uh, I make ultimately maybe the best decisions. Sometimes ultimately maybe it's not the best, but I don't. I do my best not to beat myself up for any of that stuff. Sure, sure. And, and you know, I, I believe a lot in the power of your mindset. And I think people that might necessarily, you know, do everything in a way to, in a way of avoidance, they're actually going to attract that stuff. But, you know, that's why it's important to keep the focus on the fact that, you know, um, my breathing's better today because I don't have as much mucus, you know. Uh, my digestion's better. My digestion's awesome, and I'm, I'm regular, and I feel good, and my weight is controlled, and I'm at, like, a healthy point in my life, and I can think clearly, and I have a healthy relationship with my family, and I help people. And I think of all those things, and you keep those things in mind, and that's the stuff that fuels you. And that's the stuff that, like, you know, the, you know, last night I was at my friend's house, and I ate a Rice Krispie Treat. I ate a couple of Rice Krispie Treats. Fuck it. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but like, I was there, but like, you know, enjoying their house. And I'm not going to be there and be like, oh, well, you guys shouldn't eat that. And this is, you know, uh, you know, and it's like, not yeah, even brown like, rice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, being a bummer is not going to help anybody, like, you know, come to your side of the stage. But, right. like, right. but if, you, if you eat with people and you're like, you know, like, I'm... I'm a believer in the big picture and where I'm going and, you know, uh, you know, one, as much as it might not be the best thing in the whole world, one handful of GMO corn is not going to fucking kill me. You know what I mean? GMO corn. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not the best thing. And as much as I can do to avoid it, I would, I would want to avoid it. But if sitting down and, 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 you know, breaking bread with somebody that honestly, like, you know, wants to share a moment with me and wants to, you know, enjoy a conversation with me. And I can just have a bite of that or two and engage in conversations. That person, you know, has a, has a relationship with me and, and can understand the other stuff that I do in life. Then that's not so, that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's been really hard for me to get that conclusion. And it's hard for me on a daily basis to keep that focus, you know, but, uh, it, it, it you know, you got to do it. You got to do it because it's it's what I it's what I believe in, and it's what I've been finding a better life as a result of than the ways I was doing things before, which was constantly picking on things, constantly looking at like negative things in life, constantly looking at other people's stuff and what I'm not getting, and not <laughs> Jerry Maguire fans not living in the Quan. You know what I mean? <laughs> not living for the positive things and the benefits of my life and the and the good things that have come along. You know, so. Uh, good question. This corn tastes like <laughs> hormones. <laughs> well, that's great. I think this is very inspiring. Um, well, your 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 venture right now is into st- opening your own juice yes. location here in Los Angeles. How has that process gone on for you? Like, what's 
you know, in, in more, more or less, how, how is it opening a juice place in L.A. in 2014? Like, what, what goes on? It's basically an amazing, for me, an amazing growth process. Um, there's so many things that I can't do by myself through this process. Everything else I've done, I've always been able to be there and be of service for other people, but it's not, I haven't had to let go of much control. You know, even being a manager of somebody else's shop, mm-hmm. you can kind of like, kind of keep things in like your pocket and explain to your boss, like why you should do things the way you want it done. Um, but when it's your place and you have to like say to somebody like, I, I don't know how to do architecture. It's just, I, I, I don't, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I needed to hire an architect, you know? Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't, I'm not a licensed contractor in the city of Los Angeles, so I had to hire a contractor, you know. Um, so for me, those are all growth things because not only do I have to have faith in the fact that somebody's going to step up to the plate and do a good job for me, but I have to wrangle up my voice and, and you know, project my ideas in the most clear, easily discernible ways possible as well as uh, giving them the room to bring their experience to the table and uh, and work in a you know symbiotic way, so for me that's been the the probably the biggest thing is just you know working with other people and mm-hmm. working within the bounds of time and scheduling and working with other people's schedule because there's also some, a lot of things that are just not dependent on one person or even one team of people. So when you're waiting for an email from one person so that you can talk to another, you you know, I've learned that it's not best to always have to like chase people down and be like, well, I'm waiting for them. You know, they didn't call me 10 minutes ago, but they might call me 10 minutes from now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like have faith that like this person's going to call me when they need to call me. I'm going to get the right information. And then when I relate it to this person, that's going to be the right time for them to get the information. Mm-hmm. And until I get that, I can't stress out <laughs> during that time period or I'm going to miss you know, the other three events that are happening that I need to pay attention to as well. So it's, it's, it's been charred work, if you will. <laughs> Very charred. For listeners at home, charred uh, is a bitter green. How much? That was a joke. Uh, that was, in, in kaling the comedy game. Hey, uh, <laughs> are, are you doing cold pressed juicing at your Only cold pressed juicing. It's only cold pressed juice and smoothies. Like I said, Working at a few other places, I got to understand the importance of a focused product line and work mm-hmm. environment. So we're really going to keep the focus. There's going to be a lot of different juices, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of juice, a lot of coconut waters, coconut milks, almond milks, um, and then smoothies. But that's what it's going to be. We're going to have a, a small handful of food items. But for this particular shop, mm-hmm. this structure, it's about, it's juice-centric. How... <laughs> <laughs> How much does a cold press juice machine cost? Uh, about a, <laughs> as much as a nice car. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. Like Jeez. fifty grand. A little less than a that. Nice 40 car, grand, Jason. Thirty uh, grand. Uh, uh, no, no, I mean, maybe a nice midsize. Uh, so thirty, know. thirty grand. It's, it's around that. About the cost Whoa. of a Prius. It's around, it's around twenty-five thousand. You can get uh, there's. T- couple different types on the market mm-hmm. run you over from fifteen to twenty five, okay. thirty grand, depending on the bells and whistles that you want to get. So that's a in. huge initial cost for you. It is 
if you put it in the perspective of what a real not a, not that we're we're not even a restaurant. So when you put right. it in perspective, of what a restaurant that's true. It's not that cost, big of a deal. You know, it, it's really nothing because mm-hmm. that's that's it for us. It's a couple of refrigerators, a freezer, um, some sinks. blenders. Exactly. You know, so it's 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 really streamlined. You know, and uh, and I, um, just briefly explain why cold pressing is better than other types of juicing. Basically, and how it works. Basically, cold pressing is a is a process in which where you extract the juice without applying heat and allowing oxygen to kind of get in the mix. When you use a centrifugal juicer, which is kind of the old uh, machine, Jacqueline power Jacqueline, yeah, a lot of, a lot of those ones that are in the st- uh, you know Bed Bath and Beyond mm-hmm. and places like that, like a Breville um, juicer or something that. You a, a lot of those brands are now mm-hmm. making cold press as well. Right. Uh, they'll probably call it like a slow press, in, you know, on those machines, mm-hmm. but. Um, basically those machines have a lot smaller blades and rotate a lot faster and they're like chopping up that, that pulp really fine and it's getting good juice. You're going to, if you drink it quickly, you're going to get a lot of good micronutrients out of that, but it's going to turn it about a half an hour into basic sugars and water. Um, but the cold press extraction, it does still chop the, and these machines, it still does chop the produce to some degree, mm-hmm. but it's in much more coarse, uh, pulp. Okay. And then basically it gets shot down into a bag. The bag, you know, is uh has holes in it, really small tiny holes. And then there's two steel plates on the side of the the bag that get put about 20,000 pounds of pressure. Right. Uh hydraulic pressure mm-hmm. on it and that basically you let gravity do the work with a little pan on the bottom and you get your juice. That's so it's, it's crushing versus blending, right? That's ex- what I've heard. Yeah. Exactly. So basically in that extraction process, you get about a 3-day shelf life, mm-hmm. 72 hour shelf life out of the juice while maintaining maximum micronutrient quality mm. and enzymatic activity versus the, you know, the centrifugal machine where you're only going to get about half an hour, especially on that enzymatic activity. Okay. So, and the enzymes are what's basically your catalyst for making those, uh, chemical reactions in your body that are going to make you accessible, the nutrients accessible. Okay. So you, you get a longer shelf life, um, and more nutrients now is, is centrifugal the worst thing no it's awesome like if it's if it's a matter of you got you know mm-hmm. you and your friends going to you know uh mcdonald's and drinking a soda and some big macs or going to a place and getting a smoothie and a centrifugal juice mm-hmm. you know go get the centrifugal juice mm-hmm. every single day yeah. you know but uh cold and, or if you or if your mother-in-law hands you down a juicer yeah, and juice that juice it use it yeah every go day. for it just, but, just just recognize that you don't want to make it too far ahead of time. So ideally, if you have a centrifugal juicer and you don't have access to cold press, if you drink it very quickly after you juice it, you'll be doing pretty good for exactly, yourself. Exactly. Okay. So the, the, the cold press is basically the premium line, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's okay to draw that distinction that this is, this is really the premium product. It's the mm-hmm. best that you can get because there's other techniques, uh, pat, you know, Real pasteurization, that's your Tropicana, that's all that stuff. Yeah, you can, that shelf life is going to be amazing. And if we were all, you know, nuclear war situation and there was no water anywhere and you mm-hmm. had to drink the, the Tropicana that was there, yeah, it's going to sustain you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, then you get down to flash pasteurization where um, it, it's hotter and, but quicker and it remains 
some more of the nutrients. That's what they tell you. But I really think it's pretty much mostly sugar even at that point. Um, and then the next stage down would be high-pressure pasteurization. And that gives you about 15-day to 30-day lifespan. Mm-hmm. And most of your juices that you found at Whole Foods um, you know, are, that, are that HPP. So you know, to get into uh, grocery stores and reselling like that, technically you're supposed to have the HPP. Okay. So basically what that is, um, instead of using heat to pasteurize it, they use high-pressure water. And through that process, it's supposed to kill all the pathogens while still giving you enzymatic micronutrient activity. Now, uh, I feel like I can taste the difference. And maybe it's just the, no, the, totally the, the juice difference. flavors that I've had that do that, I just don't particularly like. Mm-hmm. But either way, like there, there's a vibe in there that I'm, I'm not particularly for. Again, if it comes down to even having a naked juice versus having an HPP... <laughs> or oh, a Big yeah. Mac, like take the HPP. Like there's right. l- there's levels to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and then and then the the cold press, you know, from a shop like mine, Nate's Cadillac. Juice Kitchen, that's the Cadillac. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the highest end that you're going to be able to get. That's the best of the best. Right. You know, but just for I I just want people to understand that there's, you know. Well, there's no cold, cold press juice, so let's have a Coke. Like, right. no, like you know, there's a scale, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, go with those other options first. But if there's a local cold press juice guy, like go support him. And if you're around Melrose and Coinga in Los Angeles, come support me. Melrose and Coinga. <laughs> Melrose and Coinga. Where? When are you opening? It'll be December. 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 Wait, uh, like by the pawn shop, that yellow pawn shop, <laughs> right across the street. Really, right across the street. Yeah, they take that commute to work. Maybe we'll see you in the morning. Yeah, yeah. All right now mm. into the fun stuff. Unless Jason has any more boring questions, <laughs> um, are you gonna have fun names for your juices and smoothies? We have so many fun names for our juices and smoothies. <laughs> Can you tell me one? Um, what's the most shard fun? knock life? No. Um, Keep pushing shard. Well, one Big of, shard over here. Big shard. I don't. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I don't know if they're any that funny, but they're uh, they're they're to the point. I have a. Off the head, we have a, a Garden Grove. Oh, we have a, a Chester Coffee Pot is one. That's going to be our one coffee drink. Okay. We're not, we're not pushing coffee, but we want to do have an option in there. Uh, we're going to use cold brew coffee, but it's a Chester Coffee Pot for any uh, any you know Goonies fans out there. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. play on that one. Chester uh, Copper Pot? Yeah, but the Chester Coffee mm-hmm. Pot. <laughs> you fossils. So what? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, There's old people that were alive in the 80s. Yeah, what, uh, I had to discover the Goonies. What goes into the, the, the Chester Coffee Pot? That is that a is, smoothie? Or? That's a smoothie. Uh, coconuts, dates, a little bit of coffee. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. It's, it's real clean bananas mm-hmm. and, uh, Yum, please. maybe put just a little bit of coconut water in there as well. get some good hydration going on. Speaking of coconut water, lastly, what do you know about maple water? Educate me. Do you, do you know anything about I, it? I, I, I know about sugar cane, but this is, this is the ending? first time. Anyone has ever told me about maple water? Maple water, I've been sounds hearing, like a Canadian thing. Yeah. I've, been, I've been hearing well, is basically water that's extracted from maple trees when people are making syrup. Um, they kind of you the burn off. Well, like when you're extracting all the the liquids from the maple trees to to process the syrup, and you kind of have to take that liquid and boil it down. And concentrate it into syrup, but the initial product, which is basically more or less just very 
finely processed water with a little hint of maple flavor in it and not really very much sugar or anything like that. Um, and it's it's naturally filtered and very delicious, mm-hmm. and it has a lo- uh, a lesser carbon footprint compared to coconut water, um, and it, it's it's kind of like the new trendy alternative water that I've been hearing about. I haven't tried it yet. What are the benefits to you, though? It's it's it's, it's basically they're comparing it very much to coconut water. But more or less, it's better than coconut water. Does it water. have the electrolyte content? And the same pH level as human blood, Jason. I don't know about... Bam! For I listeners at home, Nate and I just high-fived. I don't know about the, electroli- uh, 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 about the pH, the pH part, but I know that it has... Apparently, it's twice as hydrating yeah. for really? you. I can imagine. That sounds like an aloe-type situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I can I can do a quick Google on it, um, but I but I just thought that you See, might molasses. No, I'm gonna syrup. I'm gonna definitely check that out. It sounds pretty interesting. Maybe. Yeah, I remember when uh, when coconut water first came out, I was I was all over it. But now yeah. I've been hearing some negative things about it. Just well, it's full of sugar, but I feel like it. You know, not everything is a perfect. Product. But I'm sure it's also very good for you. I mean, yeah, obviously, it is it's very amazing. Good. For you, what mm-hmm. what were the negative? Just that it's a high level of sugar and high on the glycemic index. Okay, but I don't know exactly. Again, that's when you start. Cool, that's, cowboy. That's when you start getting into like your body needs sugar and your body needs healthy sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, there's polysaccharide sugars, which are long chain sugars, which are mostly the healthy sugars that are found in fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. They work well in your body. So to just look at a thing and be like, oh, that's a lot of sugar, you're missing a lot of information. It's um, we're <laughs> it's just, just as we're learning more about science and getting into, you know, wait a minute, there's an atom, there's a Higgs boson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is sugar? There's more than just sugar. Like, mm-hmm. sugar is not just sugar. Like, you know, um, so you got to just kind of look more into it. What type of sugars are you getting? What are the sugars for? When are you having the sugar? What type of you know balance is the rest of your diet? Do you have a lot of fat in your diet? If you have a lot of fat in your diet, you probably don't want a lot of sugar in your diet, but you also probably want to cut out the fat so you can put more sugar in your diet because you'll feel a lot better because you'll have good energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of the problem with uh, people in this overfat, not enough fruit sugar symptoms is that your body also, to get all that insulin out, like I was saying earlier, to, to make use of that sugar, your body uh, has to also use its adrenaline reserves to pump out that insulin. Mm. So a lot of people in America in particular are suffering from adrenal fatigue. So that's basically, you know, you're using all this uh, adrenaline energy, which you used to only use historically, you know, when a lion was coming at you. Uh, you know, now you're doing <laughs> it when you're on the 405 and the 101 and when you're eating food because you don't have, you know, your, your body is out of balance, basically. Um, so when you start purifying your, your diet again, detoxifying, paying attention to when you're eating, you know, sugars are one of your best friends because you're talking about glucose. Glucose is what fuels your brain. So when you're looking at good sources of glucose, dates, bananas, you know, um, and other fruits that are easily digestible, uh, you know, these are all beneficial things for you, but you have to look at it in the whole context of what is healthy and not just like, 
oh, I'm trying to like lose three pounds because I was eat, eat, I ate the trick or treat. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we, we really shortchange ourselves sometimes by only looking at a, a small microcosm of what's going on in our life. And in our food and in you know a lot of aspects of life, mm-hmm. you know, so when you just start breaking it down a little bit more, you start to understand that like this there's there's really no enemy it's just kind of uh like how do you use things and and what's the best way to use them you know mm-hmm. amazing what's your what's your juice place going to be called I'm sorry Nate's juice kitchen Nate's juice kitchen yeah, yeah. The, the the buck stops here. <laughs> Juice Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And um, do you have like a website that people can go check out for more info? www.natesjuicekitchen.com. Mm-hmm. Right now it's just my mug up there, our logo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we're, we're working through construction right now and it'll be open for, to the community locally you know, probably uh, December and then we'll do our grand opening in January, it's looking like. Okay. Can't Beginning wait. of the year. So Great. We're, we're super excited. We have a lot of. Uh, good friends in my family is involved. My wife, my father-in-law are helping me out. Um, a lot of you know close friends are on our team and working with us. So we're we're happy and excited to be in an awesome neighborhood. Where we're going to help a lot of people, and you know we really want to be a megaphone for healthy living and you know help people understand that it's a process and that you can go through the process and don't let the you know. The steps in the process get in your way. Just keep moving forward, and you know we'll, we'll get that together. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for doing this show. And if you're listening and you live in Thanks LA, thanks for having me. Or you're visiting LA. The smartest guest that we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot, man. I learned a lot. I like it. You're a, you're a pod natural. That's uh, you know it's one of our our things. Educate, educate, help people get the information, and you make a better decision. Felt very organic. <laughs> <laughs> it was an organic flow. Didn't do it. Uh, you could find me on Twitter at them jeans. Chris, where can people find you on, on Twitter if they want to check out your at Channing Tatum? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you? Uh, Twitter uh, still at DJ Nate Day. Mm-hmm. At um, Instagram is where I'm putting most and more of my juice stuff up. Mm-hmm. You can find us at at Nate's Juice Kitchen and Juicy Nate with uh, that's J U I. C E E N A T. Yes, of course. Back to the homage. You got to remix it a little bit. You got to remix it. Exactly. I see. I C E E. You guys want to feel my abs? (laughs) Uh, For a dollar. Thank you for listening to this show. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes if you enjoy it. Please tell a friend and give us a nice uh, five star review. Please. And uh, and all that good stuff, and we'll see you guys next week. Catch me in Foxcatcher in theaters. Is that a real movie? <laughs> I'm Channing Tatum. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, Channing. <laughs> okay. So, so nice to Bye. meet you, Channing. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>